0: We have to be practical. I'm going to have to offer this. Emily, listen to me. If I die... No!
1: Emily... Richard Gilmore,
2: there may be many things happening in this hospital tonight, but your dying is not one of them. But... Uh, no! I did not sign on to your dying, and it is not going to happen. Not tonight, not for a very long time. In fact, I demand to go first. Do I make myself clear? Yes, Emily. You may go first.
0: Hey, this is Jess. And this is
1: Sandra. And this is Emily. Welcome to today's town meeting. And now... It's time
2: for Sandra's Sucky Summaries. Alright, so it's Christmas in Stars Hollow. We start the episode at Miss Patty's. There's a before Mary and an after. A baby Jesus that's missing an arm. And a Kirk being a Kirk. Lorelai and Rory are not talking to one another. Taylor yells, and a random dog chews on a limb. In town, Rory forgets about Lane for the 10th time this season, agonizes about the silence in her house, and admits she has not spoken to Dean in four days. Lane gives advice on gift-giving, and Rory panics. At the end, Michelle wants to move a ferry, not Little Bo Peep. And no, he's not going to tell the poor worker where anything is. Lorelai gets a call from Emily, where we learn, Lorelai once had the German measles. Oh, and also, she's uninvited to Christmas dinner. Which means, no apple tarts this year for Lorelai. Rory, however, still free to go to the party. Where she re-meets the incredibly named Holland Prescott. As well as listen to Richard argue about a toddler named Henry. Who may one day be his boss. Rory also tries to talk to Emily. And Emily swears, she's not mad at anyone. Okay, Emily. Meanwhile, Lorelai makes a salad? Dean taps on Rory's window and apologies are said. Although it should be noted, at present, Dean is only slightly better than a terrorist. Later on, Lorelai donates to Santa, the bell players are disorganized, and Luke put up Christmas lights. Speaking of Luke, he really wants Lorelai to forbid Rory from seeing the bag boy. Just how many people did Miss Patty tell? He also really knows Lorelai like really well. Back at Christmas dinner, but you know, two weeks early, Richard is still angry about the toddler, Emily can't keep her lies straight, and something bad happens. At the same time, Luke makes a Santa burger, and once again proves that he not only really knows Lorelei, but cares about her too, even though he is the world's slowest driver. In the hospital, Emily goes up against Sue Sylvester and proclaims she is not a Cosmo woman. And Lorelei has to save the day. Rory is scared. Emily is scared. Luke is squeezy. But thankfully Richard will be okay. For now, at least. Not all promises can be kept, unfortunately. The episode ends on one of the biggest fashion consistencies of the show. Lorelei gives Luke his blue baseball hat. And that was forgiveness and stuff. Let's discuss... This is a heavy episode. Yeah. This is a very heavy episode. I would argue it's the first real dramatic, like, in that sense, Yeah. episode of the season.
0: And if you are mm-hmm. someone who is uncomfortable with um, talking about health crises or hospital stays or potentially talking about death, just be aware we're probably going to be covering those topics today. Um, And we just want you to be aware as you go into this. But before we get to that, it's the Stars Hollow Christmas pageant rehearsal. Yes. Very biblical Christmas in Stars Hollow. Oh, yeah. And the nativity scene, all all of it.
1: With a baby doll that is older than probably the majority (laughs) of the people working in that Christmas pageant. It
0: definitely looked like something that you would have found, like, in a back corner at Kim's Antiques. And it was like, Mm, perfect. Yeah. This is the baby. Like, it's
1: its body is a different shade than its extremities. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird. very
0: gross baby.
1: And it's missing an arm. It is.
2: <laughs> I have a confession, guys. I once played Mary in a nativity scene.
0: Oh me too. Were you pregnant?
2: <laughs> I was not pregnant. I was 17. <laughs> Although you could be pregnant at 17, I was not. True.
0: <laughs> I played Mary in preschool. Um, oh. but I was Aww. extremely type A as a child. I've kind of lost some of that since. And, uh, not only did I play Mary, but I played all the other parts because I didn't think anybody else was doing it very well.
1: So who started this reenactment of yours, Jess? Did you start the enactment and then just take over all the roles No, this was like
0: a school production. I went to a private Christian <laughs> preschool and, uh, we did it every year and I was just like, Mm, they're not. They don't know what's going on. I was in preschool. I'm surprised the teachers let you do that well, when you're up on stage, like take over all the roles, uh, and it's already going, oh, and the parents oh. are watching. <laughs> I mean, little kids are cute, right? Yes, <laughs> just let them this be is true. But we see, I would say, true Kirk in this.
2: Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yay. Kirk is Kirk. Kirk is being Kirk is Kirk quirky. I loved it.
1: We officially have Kirk. What we have
2: is Lorelai and Rory avoiding each other. Uh, there's still fallout from the last episode. Things were said. We went over them, but things were, were said. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're just kind of stuck in that limbo of what do we do now? Yeah. Someone has to apologize, right? I feel like they both need to apologize. I
0: agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whose dog is that? I don't know, but it's beautiful. It is. And I I made a note. uh, It's a very pretty dog. But I would say this adds to my list of animals that are jerks in Stars Hollow. I would say stealing (laughs) a limb off the baby Jesus (laughs) is a jerk move. (laughs) And I hated it because I
2: had to agree with Taylor. With Rory was saying, like, it's a girl doll. And he's just like, it's just a doll. Yeah. It's just a doll.
0: Oh, Yeah. I agree with Taylor
1: on that. I agree with Rory on it's time to get a new oh, baby Oh, doll. my gosh. And it would be not so easy. Not to go back and forth about this doll. <laughs> and he keeps talking. Look again. Look again. Like, do you think Rory's going to pull this arm out of her ass? Like, it's not there. It's not. But, you know. It's Taylor.
2: It's
0: Taylor. That That's who Taylor is. So we're recording this episode in uh, June. And I've got to say, yeah. I am so psyched about Christmas. Like, this, watching this episode just made me so excited for the holidays. Last year was 2020, for anybody who's listening in the future. And last year, holidays were rough. And it just, it's nice to have this small-town pageantry Christmas to kind of dream about. hmm Yeah. Christmas is, like, my all-time favorite holiday. Yeah. And they
1: really delivered with the decorations. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, everything was decorated. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit on this, but I don't think we're really going to discuss it that much. Um, They have a bunch of people in the middle for the reenactment. And there are, like, some very legitimate costumes. Yes, it's very... I think this is at the very end of the episode. It's very
0: Dickensian. You
1: know, very Christmas Carol. Yeah.
2: So when we get to Star's Hollow Square, it's uh, the gazebo. It's, again, very nicely decorated. Rory's hanging out miserable Mm -hmm. and Lane comes and Lane's just like weren't we supposed to meet at Luke's why does Rory keep
1: forgetting Lane (sighs) I I wrote down on this too I'm like I understand Rory that you're you're kind of in a crisis with your mom right now but that's Rory forgetting about Lane just does not seem in character for her over a fight that happened at least four days ago we know that much I'm assuming the plans with Lane had been made since then. Yeah. Yeah, right. So it just it just seemed out of character. Like, I guess I would understand if the plans had been made pre-fight, pre-dance, but, I mean, what teenager makes exactly. plans four days in advance to meet at a dance? Yeah. You know who makes plans in advance?
2: Adults. Who say, like, hey, can we meet <laughs> up next Wednesday? And then next Wednesday comes, and you're like, ooh, I can't do today. Can we do it next week? Mm-hmm. That's, that's when you do that. <laughs> Not teenagers. <laughs> teenagers make it the day of, or the day before.
0: Yeah. Well, and even though poor Lane was once again forgotten, Lane is out here spitting some truth and some good sure advice is. because, yep. Emily, I don't know if you're going to cover this book that. But... I. Okay. Am. Well, I just got to say, I have read Metamorphosis by Kafka. If another human oh. being gave me Metamorphosis by Kafka, I would assume they wanted me to die. Like. It's not (laughs) something anybody who loved me would ever give me. If you buy me this book, it is a death wish. Like, I, ooh, I am heated. I don't know who on earth would give that book to Dean of all people. Right? Well, we find out later that he
2: likes Lord of the Rings. Why not give him Lord of the Rings? Give him something that he probably
1: already has it. But I
2: mean, like a fancy copy? Like, if she's going to be
0: all about giving him a book. I know we're supposed to, like, still think that Dean is smart, I say with big old air quotes at this point, but... Yeah. Buy the boy a football.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I I do agree with... So, I haven't gone... I have not read the book itself. I read the description and everything. So, Jess, feel free to time in when we get there about the book. But, um, I fully agree. If you're gonna get somebody a book for Christmas, get them something they... You know they Mm -hmm. will, like... Mm -hmm. Just the storyline of this one is just not
2: not really. It's
1: but I <laughs> it's sexy it's, not, it's sexy juice for Mrs. King. Yeah. I just Oh my gosh, <laughs> that
0: line. I really appreciated Lane being very like straightforward like what you are doing is not not good. Which is not to say like mm-hmm. if Rory wants to get a special book that she thinks is good for a special person in her life, that's fine, right? Not everybody is the best gift giver. But yeah, sexy juice for Mrs. Kim. That's what this book would be to him. <laughs> Although I would
2: agree um, that finding out what the other person is giving you does take the fun out of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the older I get, I was actually just talking about this with a coworker. The older I get, the more people in my life. When it comes to the holidays, we just go. What do you want? Like, what do you need right yeah. now? Oh, yeah. Or like, let's set a budget. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, we both have fifty dollars to spend, or whatever. It makes it you takes, just reminded me.
2: Yeah, yeah, because uh, you just reminded me that I put up in the group chat, or someone put up in the group chat. Hey, what does everyone want for Christmas? Right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh well, I need a new journal. I got six journals <laughs> oh, no. from everyone oh. in that group chat. Everyone gave me a journal, and I was just like, You know what? I'm a hoarder for journals, so I will take them all. But like, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. That's- so this isn't Christmas related, but um, at the recording of this podcast, I just had my birthday. Hey. Yay! My my pod fellow podcasters got me this really great Luke's diner sweater that is super comfy. But yeah, my mom, my dad, my husband, literally everybody in my life who would get me something for my birthday in your thirties when people kind of stop caring. Hey, what do you want? Because if you don't tell me what you want, then you're just not going to get anything essentially, <laughs> or you'll get like a Visa gift yeah. card. Yeah.
0: Well, and I mean, in this case, right, where you're really new in a relationship, because like my my partner and I started dating in October, right, and then here comes Christmas a couple months later, you're still not sure of each other, you don't know what's going on, like are we doing big Christmas presents, are we doing romantic Christmas presents, like what do you do? So having even just like a little bit of a, hey, do you want to do little presents, or do you want to exchange books, or... Do you want to exchange activity ideas? You know, makes it easy. Can we talk about some of the other gifts? Yeah. That
2: Rory picked out mm-hmm. a mooing cow shaped timer for Suki. Perfect. And a cardio salsa yeah. tape for Michelle. Sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Those sound yeah. like great gifts. So I don't understand where she went wrong. With, I guess with Dean,
0: it just still kind of nerves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else do we know about Dean at this point? We know you can't give him walnuts because he's allergic. You know what you know about Dean?
2: <laughs> is that he calls when he's told not to call.
0: Yeah. And then shows up when you don't answer.
2: Yep. But right now that uh behavior is being rewarded. Like you see Rory smile, you uh good boy from Lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And personally me as an adult, I'm just like, uh mm. yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. But okay.
0: But we also get to start seeing uh, Christmas decorations at the inn, which is so nice. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we see Michelle terrorizing a poor employee. I felt so bad.
1: I am 100 convinced he was trolling. Oh, yeah. Him. Like, <laughs> I like yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oh, he, definitely. He was not looking for anything specific. He was, no.
0: I saw no. the fairy. Did any of y'all see the fairy? I gotta be
1: honest, I did not. She's wearing a little green no. dress. I couldn't find it. I promise. Well, are you sure the guy didn't point at the fairy and Michelle said no, no because that was Bo Peep.
2: <laughs> Just when this episode comes out, I want an Instagram photo of this fairy. I will
0: send. I will send a yes, picture of the fairy. Because I want it. Yeah. Okay. It's an arrow fairy here. <laughs> yeah. Put the YouTuber circle the red circle. Yes, the big red arrow because nobody can find yes. things on their own. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, no. You should do one picture without the circle, and then you have to swipe yes, to see where it is. Yes, find so have it. you have opportunity to find it.
0: Emily uninvites Lorelai. That's pretty Especially because we learned that this is the only time of year that Lorelai actually wants to be at her parents' mm-hmm. house.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: petty. It's super petty. It's
1: so petty. I strongly dislike Emily in this whole episode, up to well, yeah, the event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but just her actions against Lorelai, against Rory. I just, Emily just is petty. She's mean. She is mean. And she lies. She, she lies. lies a lot yes. in this episode.
2: Mm-hmm. But it almost reminded me of divorced parents. When, like, they stop hanging out, right, or stop going to places. It's always, oh, she's sick. She couldn't make it. Or um, she had to work, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing with Emily. I was like, "Oh, I, I've seen this scene before. I've just seen it with my mom and my dad." Yeah, but like, it's so petty and passive aggressive. And did like Emily is like, about to divorce Lorelai. <laughs> she wants to divorce Lorelai. Yeah, Lorelai would probably. I love mean,
0: that. so Lorelai never formally became an emancipated minor, right? She just ran away. Yeah, she was seventeen. I was just thinking about like, could they actually divorce? No, they could have been emancipated, yeah. but yeah. This is this is a rough scene because... I fell for Lorelai. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like even if you have a bad relationship, if your entire relationship is based on we see each other for major holidays, and they say, we don't want to see you for a major holiday, that would yeah. suck. Especially with those apple tarts. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try these apple tarts. Like,
2: can someone right? make them? Can I get a recipe? Yeah. Someone email me a recipe of these apple tarts, please.
0: <laughs> so... Poor Rory has to go off to this fancy party, all by her lonesome, while Lorelai yeah. sits alone in the house and eats just a bag of lettuce with some ranch poured in. I could almost give it to her because there are, like,
1: pre-mixed salad bags oh, that you sure. can buy. But this really does look like just lettuce. Just lettuce. lettuce. Yeah, no, and she shakes it up, which, love it. But this is so off because is not supposed to like salad.
2: No, she's not.
1: But we still haven't gotten
2: to that, like, Lorelai yet. Yeah. We'll true. we'll get to that Lorelai. And there's still fruit on the table. Mm. There is still fruit yes. on the table. I didn't <laughs> notice that. Um, real quick, when Rory leaves, Rory makes it seem like it's Lorelai's fault that she's not coming. Yeah. Like, Lorelai's the one with the grudge. is the one who, you should just come. She doesn't mean it. Emily doesn't mean it. And it's like, Emily very specifically told her. I don't want you here. Don't, don't come. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's Lorelai's fault for not going. Is
0: there a place setting for Lorelai at the table? I didn't think to look. No. No, there is not. So it literally would have messed everything up if she'd even showed up.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there is enough, like, pre-dinner
1: talking and that they Emily said could another have one. fixed it mm-hmm. without there being a big drama. Um, but... Who are these people, yeah. by the way? There's another Gigi? <laughs> Yeah, there yeah. is another GG. There's a GG, and there's there's two Henrys in this episode. Oh, there's so two there's, of them. There's there's Henry the toddler, mm-hmm. yes, and then also the um, the the chime bellers on the gazebo. <gasps> yeah. when oh, yes, you're right. Henry is the one <laughs> who's messing <laughs> up. <on> Henry, yeah. <laughs> damn it, Henry. <laughs> and then, of course, in the future, we have Lane's first love interest, Henry. Henry is a very popular name. And yes, first couple seasons of Gilmore Girls, Amy might like
2: a Henry. There might be a Henry in her past or something. So yeah. while... And he has ranged from uh, lover to hater because she puts him as everything. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but while Lorelai is all by her lonesome eating bag salad, which, hey, I love a bag salad, but this is the saddest salad of all time. It is. We have a scene where I feel an uncomfortable amount of chemistry between Dean and Lorelai. I don't know if anybody else picked up on that. Oh my God. I was going to mention... Yeah.
2: I was going to mention something similar to that, and I was like, no, no, no. I mean, it's
0: like, I I think it's probably just good acting, right? Like, two good actors (laughs) who are vibing off each other in a scene. But it does come across in kind of like a... Dean is just... I I have a note that Dean is very well-spoken for a kid, especially at this point. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And we haven't seen a whole lot of wit from Rory at this point, right? We know she's smart. We know she is funny and she's had a few quippy moments but like we know Lorelai at this point as the very quippy one who's always got a quick retort and Dean and her just kind of like vibe in this scene yeah in like an antagonistic Mm -hmm. way it's very enemies to lovers Mm -hmm. I kind of hate it
2: (laughs) I have they have very similar senses of humor right yeah and um one thing that Dean said was in regards to Harvard if she doesn't It won't be because of me, as in if she doesn't go to Harvard. And up to this point, it has been determined. Rory's going to Harvard. There's nothing stopping Mm -hmm. that. And like, he's the first one to acknowledge, hey, she might not go to Harvard, but it's not going to be because of me. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know. To me, it was just kind of a moment of, hey, at least one person acknowledges that life changes.
0: Yeah.
1: I appreciated that line from him. Of just like I'm not gonna do anything to hold her back,
2: yeah, and to be fair, he's not the reason,
0: yeah, this is <laughs> nope. a really odd conversation when you look at it as like they're very much talking about Rory, you know, and she is not a part of this, so she doesn't get to say anything to mm-hmm. it just it feels very weird that I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if either of you got it the same way that I did, but it's just like. It feels very weird that it's her mom and her boyfriend having this discussion essentially about sex, you know, like that's kind of what it comes down to. And she's not there. She doesn't know what's being said. It just feels kind of strange. And it's another example, I think, of like Mm Lorelai kind of pushing boundaries um, Mm -hmm. that I guess aren't a normal mom thing to do.
2: And I think there's like some kind of um, societal, uh, girls are supposed to be innocent and boys know, right? Yeah. Because she talks to Dean differently than she talks – obviously, Roy's her daughter, but, like, still, with Dean, it's kind of like, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. And it's like, he's also 16. He's also But she does definitely good. talk
0: to him kind of like an equal, right? Like, she talks yeah, to him like she, she talks does. to an adult. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. probably what it was. I'm really glad that you said it that way, Sandra, because it does feel like a conversation between two adults about somebody who is younger, yes. which just feels yeah. off. Like, oh, we all know yeah. that Rory is this sweet, innocent thing. You know, you and me, Dean, we know she's innocent, so we have to have this talk about protecting her. Just weird.
1: I- I'm weirded out at the whole opportunity of this conversation to begin with, because it's stated later in this episode, this Christmas party is on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Dean being, be there in being the first place. so obsessed with Rory's schedule, why is he showing up on a yeah. Friday night? Well, he's out
2: of his mind with worry <laughs> because she hasn't picked right? up his million calls.
0: Yeah, no, this also, I thought, really um, pointed out something that I don't love about the Gilmore house, which is, Emily, as a mom, I think you might be able to back me up on this. i am just super uncomfortable with the idea of my child's bedroom window being super accessible from the front porch. Yeah, we've talked, I think we've talked about this before. It's super we weird. Do, yeah. Anybody could just walk right up to it or ew, I just it felt weird. And I know that it was supposed to be like, a oh, Dean cares so much scene. But like, Dean, you've lost me.
2: Yeah. So I actually have a note specifically about this. For some reason, in the early 2000s, late 90s, the window was a big thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek, Clarissa Explains It All, Great show. Uh, One Tree Hill. Luke had a door in his room. To the outside.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like,
2: what is this? It's just and that climbing the ladder or, like, Mm -hmm. going into the window. And it kind of always made me think as a kid, like, am I going to have that boy that climbs in through my window? And it's like, but he would have to climb a tall-ass tree and possibly die
0: from
1: falling.
2: Well, it's the Romeo and Juliet
1: thing, you know? Like I did. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it wasn't even... A boy for me, it was my, I had a friend spending the night and her boyfriend, basically my mom had already been like, yeah, no, he's not spending the night. Mm-hmm. Fair. Um, so my, yeah. <laughs> mine and my brother's rooms were upstairs, but we had a little like five foot by five foot patch of roofing outside of our windows. It's so, like you could crawl out of my window and then like crawl into his window or something like that. Mm-hmm. However, there was also a privacy fence that branched off this side of the house. So it was very easy to climb up the fence and pull yourself onto the roof. Oh my gosh. climb into one of our bedrooms. So... Yikes. My friend's boyfriend climbed up the fence onto our roof and into my window and I went into my brother's room to hang out for the night. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Scandalous. Nothing happened because said boyfriend got caught.
0: Well, it was by my yeah, stepdad. Really saw it
1: was about to happen. <laughs> like, but that I think sucks. he heard it. Yeah. I think he heard him climbing up. Climbing up. So, like, I heard him like running up the stairs. I was like, "Man, Becky's about to get whiplash." <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you guys uh, remember that movie Sleepover? Uh yes. Yeah, best movie ever. Yeah. Um, I. That's another one where he climbs up the window or like the fort or whatever and falls. Oh, yep. Is that with the girl from Spy Kids? Yes. Yes. And yes. they're like on the
0: the mm-hmm. scavenger hunt yes, or something. Yes.
2: Great okay. movie. I highly recommend it. Every Some
0: questionable it. some questionable moments with the teacher, but yes, overall, it's a great movie. Never mind. <laughs> take I take back everything I just said.
2: I haven't watched it in like 10 years.
0: <laughs> no, it is a fun movie. <laughs> um and uh, things are fun at Stars Hollow at least, right? We kind of end with Lorelai and Dean on uh kind of even ground, a decent, right? Like no they've kind of found some kind of dark joke yes exactly Mm -hmm. however in hartford things are not so peachy uh apart from the apple tarts it seems like kind of a miserable party i have a note that obviously Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of this episode turns out to be about richard but at this point like early on in the party richard is a terrible host He's oh, yes. so focused on work. He's so focused on business, and like this is a strange number of people for a party. Not my idea of a good it's time. Not works. even close. Family, like it's yeah. just
1: random people. I'd say not even at this part of the party that Richard's a horrible host, but in this part of the series, because he was a horrible host at Roy's birthday parties yes. too. All he did was talk business the whole yes. time. Yeah, like where he tried to go to him as a saving grace and still couldn't get that there because he was talking business.
2: But he's not even talking business. He's very emotional about business. He's like something. Uh, it kind of seems like this this person who may be younger than him um, came in and redid his work in some way or another.
1: I will say I got a very Digger style. Yes. Um, yes feel mm-hmm. like i i i specifically listened for the name because it's like i let his name be jason i would love <laughs> that. that would have been really good actually if they would have planted that scene yeah. really early on
2: or would have named jason henry that would have worked yeah cool. mm-hmm. but i did think richard and his business partner uh making that hooker slash tramp joke oh. in front of rory it
0: was so
1: yikes yikes uh like that made me uncomfortable and i'm not even at this dinner yeah
0: well and it's interesting again like looking at the party guests that these people or at least the women seem to be kind of pro lorelei or at least they think she's fun and you know are disappointed that she's not Mm -hmm. there which, I mean, I think that Lorelei has probably used her sense of humor all of her life to get through these situations and it endears people or it mm-hmm. pushes them away. And in this case it has endeared them. But yeah, and then Emily just starts lying. Just lying yeah. and lying and covering up her lies with lies and Yeah. And Rory just looks so uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Rory looks mad. Yeah. Like as the episode goes on, I feel like she just she's just getting more and more mad. Like, I really wonder if we haven't- if we didn't have the event later on in this episode, if Worry would have, like, just hit her limit and called Emily out.
2: Yeah. I mean, she has before, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I can see it happening again. So the Gilmore Girls continue to be separated for now, and (laughs) Lorelai
1: goes to Luke's. Because what else is there to do? Oh, oh. I want to make a point on this, on Lorelai going to Luke. She calls Joe, looking for her Mm -hmm. pizza. Yes, she does. Where is my pizza? And then gives up on it. Well, I think so.
0: I think the implication is, yeah. If you're waiting for your pizza to be delivered by Razor Scooter, you might yeah. never get that pizza. Let's be honest. Yeah. And they're still waiting for the Razor Scooter to appear. <laughs> so yes. Like,
1: but yes. and then she tells she tells, okay, well, Joe, just call me when he gets there with the Razor Scooter. I'm like, what pizza place is calling their customers? Hey, Scooter just <laughs> got here. We'll be there in a half hour. And Stars
2: Hollow is a small town.
1: Yeah, Stars Hollow would be the one. Yeah. I feel like at this point Laura Lorelai should have like, you know what,
0: cancel the pizza, I'll get something else. Yeah. That would have been the smart end of that phone call. Well, presumably she's paying in cash at the door, so if she's not there, they'll just take the pizza back, right? Mm,
1: maybe. But then they've lost the money on the pizza. Like they've already maybe made Joe it. Wants it. At that point all they can do is at that point Joe's the only one who can eat it. <laughs> Lorelei has caused a mass
2: amount of uh, food loss yes. in this episode. So, um but before we get to that I thought this was a very heavy Luke and Lorelai episode. Yes. And this is like a they're not even subtle about it.
0: It's episodes like this are make me shocked at how long it takes for us to get right? to Luke and Lorelei.
2: They basically admit something in this episode.
1: I have to... Hot take, go. You -hmm. guys might not like this. Uh Uh-oh. I did not like Luke in this episode. (gasps) That is a
0: very hot take. Yeah, that's a a really hot take.
1: He was harsh on Lorelai. I mean, he flip-flops from the liking Dean to not liking Mm -hmm. Dean and telling her to be, you know. But I guess the worst part of it for me was at the end, was later on. So maybe I should save this for then when we're talking about the actual hospital scene. But I just felt in general over this whole episode, he was... He was too harsh on her for what she's dealing with right now, I guess. Mostly, I felt like he was too hard on
0: Dean. Especially by, from, what, a week ago telling her to get off of it? Like, she's a teenager. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, episode 7 is going up tomorrow when we're recording this. And we literally talk about how we know Luke is about to switch. Because in episode 7, he is like, no, give him the benefit of the doubt. He's just a kid. Mm -hmm. And here we are, a couple episodes later. And he is. To He's the bad boy.
2: To be fair, he does the same exact thing with Jess. Yes. Oh, Jess and Rory together. That's great. Oh, shoot. Are
1: Jess and Rory together? Right now? (laughs) I need to go find them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate the Luke's actions. Obviously, his actions show him to be a fantastic friend. I just feel like verbally, he might have been a little too harsh for what the situation called. Yeah. I'll go more in depth on, on this with a specific conversation later, but.
2: See, I'm the complete opposite. I think him making that gross Santa burger was like one of the cutest so things <laughs> it was disgusting. that he could have done. So gross, cream
0: cheese. <laughs> yeah, the cream On cheese a make mayo, I guess. Right? That like, would have been better. Oh, yeah. None of that burger looked appealing to me. However, that is like one of the greatest like Gilmore still images of all time. Is that nasty little Santa burger? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um. But I mean, so I guess gross. we're kind of at that event, right? So we we get to this point where the Gilmore girls are on their own. They're doing their own thing. Um, Richard is getting frustrated at dinner. He's hot. He stands up. He disappears. And we find out that he has collapsed and has been taken to the hospital.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lorelai finds this out via voicemail because she wasn't allowed to pick up her phone. Which everyone in designer apparently agreed with.
1: <laughs> I will say, <laughs> the screw democracy joke at this point has not aged well.
0: Yeah. No. No, <laughs> it hasn't. But also, I think this was early cell phones. Like, I was kind of surprised that everybody yep. had a cell phone in this episode. And I mm-hmm. think this very much was the, the vibe at that point with cell phones, because people did not want mm-hmm. people using them in businesses. Yeah. Now it's just like, you literally can't go anywhere without people using their phones. No. But...
2: Yeah, but you also have Taylor and the Carolers come in yes. asking for free hot chocolate. Taylor always wanting something for free. <laughs> he does, but I thought it was really cute that Luke was like, "No, why would I do that?" Blah, and then he's like, "Okay, well, here's you, the keys. You, lock up. Yeah, and take your hot chocolate."
0: Yeah, I thought so. I think that uh, the term chivalry and everything around chivalry, there's you know lots of gender connotations to that, but. I would say that Luke's actions in this are um, very—I thought chivalrous, but like the way he immediately—he knows Lorelai's in crisis. He immediately steps mm-hmm. up. He says, "I'm driving you, everybody out. Mm-hmm. Your your food is on the house. Taylor, make hot cocoa and lock up." Mm-hmm. He's good in a crisis he's great in a crisis and I appreciate that because Mm -hmm. later on he is not great in a crisis but in this episode especially I'm like I wish that Luke had been there for times in my life when I was just like floundering and I've been there right where you get bad news and you're just thinking what am I I how do I what what steps do I need to take but your brain is so overwhelmed and And you focus on the wrong
2: things, or you
0: get Mm -hmm. mad at the wrong people. Yeah. um, Which
2: Lorelai kind of does with Luke a little bit. There's a little bit of attitude, and she recognizes it and apologizes for it. That conversation when they're driving, which, by the way, Luke driving slow was a bad joke for me. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand that part of it. I didn't like Luke driving slow as a character trait is weird. I don't know, I just thought that was out of touch with what just happened
1: yeah yeah this whole thing Ah, it's snowing there's ice like you're getting passed by so many people i'm sure many are in smaller cars than you and you're in this gigantic gas truck yeah you can go faster faster.
0: yeah especially because at the end of that conversation he like revs it up and just goes so and yeah i've had friends who are slow cautious drivers and it you know, they do their own thing. And that's totally fine. They mm-hmm. are not the person that I would ask to get me to the hospital in a hurry. Yeah.
1: Obviously, at this point, Laurel, I didn't necessarily have a choice. Yes. No, she did. But I think with the circumstances, Luke should have already kind of picked that up of, hey, maybe I should at least go the speed limit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
2: I, something about that entire, like, not the scene itself, because the conversation, I think, was very poignant. And, like, they had mm-hmm. to have it. But just the slow driving bit was weird. The whole no good memories with my dad, mm-hmm. um, that's a really tough thing to admit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I have no good memories with my dad. That's that's harsh, and that's something that you have to carry with you, especially when you know your dad's in a hospital room, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Fighting for his life, potentially. And she doesn't know if he's alive. What if he's dead?
0: Yeah. What a sad sentence to say, like... And that's, I mean, that's kind of the focus of Lorelai's, uh like, actions in this episode is her not wanting to, it's her wanting to be there, her wanting to be prepared, her wanting to be there to support her mom and to support Rory, but being terrified of what she's going to find when she eventually sees her dad.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's, for me personally, it's a very real reaction. Yeah. To get just a tiny snippet of news and then to catastrophize the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I am totally guilty of doing that in the past. Um, And for just have the grandpas at the hospital come quick. Like, that gives absolutely no information at all.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've gotten the same thing. Grandma's in the hospital. Um, If you can get off work, come. Right? Because I was working during And I was just like, yeah, bye. (laughs) Like, I don't care about this job. Yeah. Uh, Right now I was like 23 and um, rushing to the hospital. You're never prepared. Like even when you're prepared, you're not.
0: Yeah. Nobody ever wants to get bad news and it's impossible to be completely prepared for bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I also, I completely sympathize with, you know, Rory being there, being Mm -hmm. young, being like completely, completely, frazzled not knowing what to do yeah how can i help you know what can i do and she has to go and get you know newspapers and find coffee and pez apparently what happened to the two couples
2: were they like oh richard's in bye thanks for dinner presumably i mean wouldn't you at least if you're at christmas dinner there are only six people there and four of them don't come when one of them
1: collapse? I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess it just depends on how close a relationship is. Like, you'd think Christmas dinner would be a close relationship, but at the same time, all Richard talks about to these other guys is business. Yeah. yeah so are they true. just business partners? Maybe. And it was-, it was They were invited out of a courtesy? People. Yeah. I don't know.
2: It was just- To me, I was just like, this is really awkward that these people didn't at least go. But- at least one person in yeah. that group yeah at the same time we didn't even know them as the audience they were brand new people yes, so they it would were. have been
0: weird yeah. if they were at the hospital
1: yeah, yeah i totally forgot about them <laughs> <laughs> um life.
0: i will say there was a great little luke moment um where it is revealed that rory knows that if luke has the option of hot drinks he wants a tea specifically yeah. he wants a peppermint tea Peppermint which is my go-to I swear there have been moments in my life where I am 70% peppermint tea um <laughs> and I was like ooh is Luke my soulmate <laughs> <laughs> yes
2: Luke also Luke admits that he would be the kind of dad to just give their kid money to buy the dollhouse mm-hmm. right and admittedly some of these seasons I did not watch as much as other seasons mm-hmm. But was he like that with April?
0: No, he was he bought her specific stuff. Cause I remember there was like a whole rock right. tumbler situation. There is a whole cat toiletry situation. Yeah. Also yeah, it's so he was involved. <laughs> it's super whack to listen to him talking about, Oh yeah, you know, if I was a dad and like knowing that he is a dad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is
0: currently a dad. He just doesn't know just it. He just doesn't yet. know. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but this is also, Sandra, you brought up, uh, like Luke and being a dad. This is interesting. And I think Emily, going back to what you said about how you don't like how Luke is in this, um, in this episode, I feel like Luke is very tough love to Lorelai, right? Luke really Mm -hmm. pushes her to, you know, go in and see her dad. And I think the, the perspective that I saw Luke coming from in this is, Luke's dad is gone. You know, Luke doesn't have mm-hmm. another chance to do what Lorelai is doing. Um and I think he's probably mm-hmm. kind of coming from that place of being like no, you need to do it. Like if I if I had to yeah. do it over again, you know, I would do it.
2: And I think I think he can see past her BS.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I've been in Lorelai's shoes. Yeah. In that situation where I did not want to go mm-hmm. in. I was not ready. And I just, I i needed a process. Yeah. And I needed that time to just chill. Yeah. And not necessarily chill, but just really just process what was going on. Collect my thoughts and know how I'm going to deal with this. And if I had had somebody there pushing me, just go in. Just go in. What's your excuse now? I would have gotten seriously pissed off. Like, you need to back off. And let me deal with this because this is not your place. And that's, that's the big moment where Luke lost me was that moment Mm -hmm. right there. Um, Just for this episode as a whole, I love Luke, but just here, had it been in Lorelai's shoes before, like I need time to process and I need you to back off. Now is not the time for tough love when my dad is in the hospital. It was Mm -hmm. not my dad in my situation, but when this relation who I love very much regardless is in the hospital, I need time to process. That's
2: a good point. Oh. I honestly I didn't look at it from that point of view. So like to think about it in that point of view with Lorelai, yeah, that doesn't come off
1: great mm-hmm. with Luke. And I will also say Lauren Graham in this episode, holy hell, just breaks my heart. Yeah. Like her, just her facial expressions. There's just there's so much coming through, and not even her words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, she just does a, an amazing job in this episode.
2: Before we go, because I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about facial expressions yes. during a specific <laughs> scene. But before that, <laughs> uh, there's a Jane
0: Lynch cameo. Oh, my gosh. Jane Lynch Love gets yes, a Jane ton Lynch. of screen time. I hope she yeah. had this on her, her, like, resume. You know, her little <laughs> video thing that yeah. she sends to
2: people. I think she's one of the only people that can go head to head with Emily and,
1: like, come out alive. Yes, like Jane <laughs> oh, like, yeah. will kill someone, and she just <laughs> dead eyes her the entire yes. time. Like so I don't great. care. Yeah, do what I tell you to do, or you're not going to get what you and want. And
0: Emily is being very Emily the entire time. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, obviously we have uh her in a, a much softer moment later on in the episode where she has like a little moment of breakdown. Um, but oh my gosh, like having worked in customer service at all, I, I just listen to her going on and on and on to this person who's just like, I just need you to fill out the forms. Please mm-hmm. just fill out the forms.
1: Just fill out the forms, please. <laughs> is, if you are not a doctor and you are in a hospital, you are not going to be treated well by any Mm-mm. Gilmore girl. I am convinced of oh, that. No. Fact. Between Lorelai pelting the nurses <laughs> oh my gosh. and how Emily is to, to to Jane Lynch and then other nurses in the future... We find out
2: about Emily's family. We got a great uncle mentioned. He's the founder of the hospital.
1: Yay. Oh, yeah.
2: I forgot about that. I mean, we never meet him. Obviously, he's dead. Yeah. But,
1: like, he's mentioned. He doesn't even have a name. He doesn't even
2: have a name. What did you guys think about Emily telling Rory not to call Lorelai and then she privately calling the Gilmore House?
1: Why are you still holding on to this petty bullshit? Yeah.
0: Like, why? I. This is not the time. I think that Emily is probably trying to show some semblance of control at that point, right? Because mm-hmm. she can't control anything, right? She can't find out about her husband. She can't get the room, the, bill- the pillows, nothing. And so controlling Rory is really the only thing that she has at that moment. Yeah. Um. And then choosing to call Lorelai is another, like, control thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, you know? But I'm the one that's going to talk to her. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ugh. I wonder if it's a little bit of Emily putting on a brave face to try to help calm Rory down. Of you know what? It's this isn't a huge deal. When we can talk to her, we'll tell her, but it's not a big deal. Nothing bad's going to happen. It's going to be fine. I, th- I wonder if it was just a way of her trying to keep things calm for Rory as well. I mean, Rory's in a really sad state. Mm-hmm. Like, she is
0: yeah. vulnerable
2: and she's taking it hard. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't know how to act, which, you know, I've had that situation when I was sixteen, and you don't know how to act, and the waiting room, like you sit forever. Yeah, it could be ten minutes, and it feels like two hours. Like it's ridiculous in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. I will say, I'm very surprised there were two chairs right outside oh of his room. Oh my gosh! <laughs> very convenient. That does happen. That's dream.
0: How many? <laughs> so I've <laughs> both of my parents have had major surgery at different points in my life. um, And just that sitting in uncomfortable waiting rooms, knowing nothing, knowing the only thing you can control is yourself sitting and waiting. Uh, I understand why Emily is bouncing off the walls, right? You just want anybody to give you any information. Like even just a, yep, things are on schedule. Like any information. Uh, And especially after you've lived with someone for so long, right? Richard and Emily have been yeah. married for a long time. They're life partners, um, just rough, yeah,
1: especially for Emily, who is such a strong control, mm-hmm. yeah control, yeah. Freak. Mm-hmm. and when
2: Lorelei finally does arrive with Luke following the blue line, <laughs> which honestly reminded me of the hospital um that like is near my house. they have the same system, yeah. But so, okay, so Lorelai arrives, and she handles
0: Jane Lynch, right? Yep. And then she's just like, all right, let's go through the doors. Very Lorelai. (laughs) And I love, I love everyone, like, I didn't know you could do that. Well, you can't, but this is Lorelai, your daughter, who doesn't take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. So me, Sandra, looking at that scene,
2: this screamed privilege.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw Lorelai getting kicked out of the hospital but she didn't. If you do that, yeah, you would get kicked out. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I yeah. guess I've never been
0: in that situation so I can't say for sure. Yeah. If not, but. just like sternly escorted out. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, especially mm-hmm. this was 2000, right? This is a yes, it this was. is a pre-9/11 yeah. world. Yeah. Um and I think yeah. that it's life was a little different. Yeah. Just everything was a little different back then. But I do think it is definitely a privilege thing. I think that Yeah. Lorelai exists on privilege a lot of the time and this was a good example of Mm -hmm. that I'm glad you pointed that out Sandra there were a couple of cute light moments that I feel like we definitely want to bring up because so much of this is heavy but Mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about how this is a very um, Luke Lorelai heavy episode there is some like very cute flirting that happens uh, where (laughs) Lorelai tells Luke he always looks good. Yeah. That's such a cute little part. It's so cute, and he's so smug about it. And it just, it really, it genuinely, watching this episode and realizing how much longer we have to wait before Luke Lorelei is actualized.
2: You know that meme of, like, ma'am, we're out of Wendy's? I was <laughs> like, ma'am, this
0: is a hospital. Well, <laughs> except that... uh Our favorite Luke Lorelai shipper is still big on her ship. Oh oh my gosh. I love her. Number one shipper. (laughs) You two are idiots. Yes, they are.
1: (laughs) So what you're telling me, Emily, is at this point, if they got together, you would support that too. That is what I got out of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Which blows blows me away. Another fun moment, not, I mean, I guess this was a little heavier, but I just, I felt like the conversation between Luke and Rory were really good, too. He was a very good support for her. Um, Rory's running around trying to help everybody else, specifically Emily, um, to get the coffee and the papers and everything. So to have somebody there to just kind of let her lay her head on for a minute. He
0: asks if she's okay and nobody else, you know, thinks to do that. Everybody else is so panicked and he is able to say, like, Hey, how are you doing? And I also really yeah, love yeah. Um, that Lorelai sends Rory home with him that night. Me too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It just, it continues to show that level of trust in Luke, right? She is, mm-hmm. without yeah. even having to think about it, entrusts him with getting Rory home safely. Um, and he immediately, like, yep, no questions.
1: I'm kind of surprised Rory didn't
0: fight that, though.
1: Like, what's she going to do? Go home and then just sit there and be Well, she was really... going to talk to Dean, wasn't that what...
0: Yeah, so I, I think I that's how like kind of sweetens the deal. You go home yeah. and talk yeah. to that cute boyfriend of yours. Like,
1: mm-hmm. that's true. I forgot about yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah, screw the boyfriend. I'll <laughs> call him later. Um,
0: do we want to talk about the hospital room scene? I mean, it's going to be heartbreaking, but we we have to. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I I mean, it's an incredible moment of acting. It really it is. really is. It is. Um. From both of them, honestly. Obviously, mm-hmm. Richard is laying in a hospital bed. Um, he's not emoting nearly as much as Lorelai is. But there is something. Like, I, uh, I I, love my dad. I have a very strong relationship with my dad. And so any kind of father-daughter stuff always like hits me really hard. And I actually, I teared up when I was watching this yesterday during that scene of just Lorelai looking at him, seeing him look at her. And just seeing that he is awake, he's alive, and she she doesn't have words, he doesn't have words, but so much is said in that moment. Um, and also, when, you know, the doctor comes in, and Emily comes in, and everybody comes in, kind of bursts their little moment, um, he continues to look at Lorelai. You know, they're talking about he's going to mm-hmm. be okay, but he is still making that contact with with Lorelei and they're still sharing that moment and it's really beautiful especially because we know how hard their relationship has been um, and this mm-hmm. is definitely kind of a catalyst and a turning point.
1: I think this is one of the very few times where you really see the love between them and how much they care for each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think just they're both of their acting in general, specifically Lauren's in this spot, just, it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was heartbreaking. So, my
2: father has passed away. He passed away about three years ago now. So, I would have been 26-ish when he passed away. And um, my grandmother passed away the following year. So, I had that double whammy of parent and then grandparent. And being in that hospital room, like, not knowing what's going to happen is devastating. It's devastating. And having that moment of just clarity before maybe not having clarity of just staring at each other or just holding someone's hand, it's like everything gets drowned out. And I feel like when Emily and the doctor come in, it's like, oh, the noise comes back Mm -hmm. and like real world is here. But in that moment, you're just the two of you for a second. And I really do think that Lorelai and Richard... Um, Lauren and and Edward, they just acted so beautifully. Yeah. And it was really touching. I think this is one of the most touching scenes in the entire series.
0: It's absolutely mm-hmm. a...
2: followed by Emily and Richard scene. Oh my gosh!
0: Especially heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. having you know watched the entire show through and also having watched yeah. the revival. This, this is a heartbreaker. Her, I demand to go first. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, as as fans who have seen the entire thing, we know that that's not what happens. And the fallout of having that kind of um, heartbreak is, it's Emily's entire kind of uh, plot in the revival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But seeing her. They love each other. Yes, they do. And they again, do. it's a great moment of that. I think that there's some really great show-not-tell moments in this, um, mm-hmm. and that is because they have phenomenal actors working here. But just that moment mm-hmm. where Emily breaks and Richard holds her hands, you know, that is – it's beautiful. It's, it's just beautiful. It is. It's a hard episode <laughs> to discuss. We're all here, like, emotional.
2: We're up in our fields. Um, you know what I like? I like uh, Emily and Luke's talk. Yeah. They they had a little talk. Mm-hmm. She confided in Luke. Yes. Um, which I never would have expected, but I think he caught her in a vulnerable pace. And Luke yeah. confided in her mm-hmm. about his dad. We finally understand why Luke's diner is a hardware store as well. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> which made me laugh because when he says that earlier in the episode, I was thinking, I was like, Luke, there is a hose on the shelf behind you. Like, he has not, ta- at this point, he has not taken down any of the hardware
0: nope,
1: stuff. No. I think as the series goes on, a lot of that hardware stuff kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. But at this at this moment, it is a full hardware store around the walls. You kind of get a sense that Luke's dad was not a very good dad,
2: or at the very least they didn't have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. He tells him that he would have thought he was an
0: idiot for uh,
2: keeping his stuff
0: Well, I think we get more about Luke's dad and we did get a little bit about Luke's dad with the reenactment, right? Just Mm -hmm. Luke thinking (laughs) his dad was crazy and they're just, I think, very different people. Um, But I really like the Luke and uh, Emily scene because you see Emily make the conscious decision to let her guard down. She starts going (laughs) into it like it's going to be a conversation where she's like, oh, you know, everything's fine. And she just says, no, I'm just going to be straight with him. And I really wish that This relationship and Emily supporting Luke and Lorelai. um, I wish this stuck around. You know, I wish that this is the kind of show where Luke and Lorelai hooked up at the end of season one and then we just get to watch their beautiful romance. But
2: yeah, so many people um, want that. Will they won't they Ross and Rachel thing. And it's like, you know, who was a better couple? Monica and Chandler, (laughs) who were just (laughs) together and they loved each other. Let people love each other and let us see it. Jake and Amy, yeah. on Nine-Nine, best couple there is.
0: <laughs> like, just let yep. it happen. Yeah. I think that there is something really special about being able to show, you know, positive, committed relationships. Because, mm-hmm. you know, so much of media really glorifies the struggle and the strife. And we have super high highs and then we're screaming at each other and then we're making up and, like, mm-hmm that's that's especially not especially in teen shows oh yeah that's not yeah. what all relationships look like some relationships are are quiet and they're beautiful and they're slow and they don't they're not any less special right because you're not screaming at each other half the time or fighting about things or or whatever but instead we got a whole long line of boys that emily and not emily <laughs> lorelei has to get through before luke gets his chance yeah. now emily has to get there yeah emily has to like say no too <laughs> but i
1: wonder how much how much quicker i guess how much smoother lorelei and luke's relationship would have been had emily just respected it had we kept this we wouldn't have had the breakup we wouldn't have had those times together we wouldn't have had all the stress between the luke and lorelei and richard and emily like That could have been so much smoother if Emily would have just respected the relationship. Yeah. And respected Luke. But then Emily wouldn't be Emily. I don't know. I feel like at that point, this is Emily. Yeah. This is Emily being nice to Luke, being happy that he's there. Maybe not necessarily happy, but accepting that he's there Mm -hmm. in a supportive Mm -hmm. position.
0: Obviously, are you two on a date? (laughs) Well, I mean the last Escort. time the last time that she saw them, remember Lorelai was making weird ah. sounds as she ah. threw herself on him at the party with all the ice. So, every single time that Emily has encountered this man, he has been either wrapped in Lorelai or escorting Lorelai mm-hmm. and Yeah, so things to look forward to, right, in seasons to come. This is a nice yeah. little snippet. You see how good Luke and Laura like can be. They play off each other very well. They're a great looking well, couple. I don't think he's very good
2: at calming women down when they're crying. No. But he did have coffee on him, so I guess it bounced Okay, bounce but, off. like, seriously, what man is?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I start crying my husband just, like, there, there,
0: and pats me awkwardly on the back. Like,
2: Liz Lemon um dirty <laughs> rock like broomstick. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I recently watched the uh the new Bo Burnham special on Netflix. Oh I couldn't. Oh I couldn't. It was it's Ooh. incredibly I I'm sure it's amazing. It's but... good. I had a full on existential breakdown afterwards yeah. and my partner found me in the living room literally just sobbing and he was like mm. are you okay and i was like i saw too much of myself in someone else's <laughs> art um and he just went oh okay <laughs> and turned the light off and left. <laughs> so you know it's not all men but it's most men <laughs> but we love we love Men, we, I, I never want to, because this is something I think we're going to discuss, uh, especially in some later episodes coming up. There's a lot of double standards, and Gilmore plays into a lot of the double standards. And I never want to yeah. generalize about men or women and make people feel alienated or like we're picking on them. Um, and if you ever feel like we've said something and you don't agree with it, please call us out. We are always happy to, yeah, you know, apologize if we say something that is out of turn.
1: Agreed. Yep.
2: Speaking of out of turn. There was a little bit of an out of turn um, moment, and it happened between Rory and Lorelai. They finally, uh, you know, apologize. Or I don't. I don't think "I'm sorry" was actually ever said. I think it's just like
0: them. we're in crisis and we love each other. We're gonna hug and yeah. everything is better without having to speak. Move on. Yeah.
2: They talk about Dean, and I have two notes about that scene. First is the casual racism from Lorelai about Charo. Mm -hmm. I thought, and Charl will be our reference of the week, so we'll talk about her more later, but I hate that. You know, as a, a Hispanic person watching that, and as a Hispanic kid who watched that, you know, I learned Spanish first and then English. So when, you know, I was six or seven years old, yeah, I would mispronounce things and I would have to learn how to say it correctly. I had, I was in what's called ESL, which is English as a second language. And uh, I got teased for it, because kids are a bunch of little bastards. (laughs) But um, but like, that whole just comment, it reminds me of Sofia Vergara, and how she talks as well, and how people talk about her accent. And it's just, why? (laughs) Why do we do this? Why do we joke about it? Um, It just makes people feel bad. It might be funny to you because you don't have that problem or you don't, you know, you don't know someone with an accent. But to the people who do have an accent, it's because they know English, but they know their first language, too. They know another language on top of yours.
0: Yeah. So, like, stop discrediting them. It's one of those tropes that, yeah, that is unfortunately prevalent especially Mm -hmm. I think in our childhood like even like cartoon characters who had uh, really thick Spanish accents you know it was just and we could we could go into this and into this but it's really unfortunate and it's a yeah it's a bummer to see it pop up here and I'm glad we're going to talk a little bit more about Charo because I think she sounds like a lady who has done a lot of work over the years (laughs)
1: Yeah, I was gonna ask though because I can't remember off the top of my head what the line was in reference. Uh, she says, "There's only two things that I'm sure of. The first is
2: that oh, I will right, never okay. understand
0: what Charles says. Yeah, and yeah. then two, uh, I trust, I trust you, Rory. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we've kind of we've kind of covered what happens at the hospital. Obviously, Lorelai sends Rory home with Luke, um, mm-hmm. and she sticks around. They're just gonna stay, hang out. Um and we do have one last little kind of stinger scene at the end um which kind of surprised me because I I forgot that anything happened after the hospital but no we get to see the beautiful pageantry of the stars hollow christmas um practicing two weeks early full dress and light mm-hmm. rehearsal well, got to get it right <laughs> uh But what a great scene to end on. Like, after the emotional highs and lows of this episode, to end on such a Luke-Lorelei ship scene with the two of them with Mm -hmm. the lights off, looking out at the Christmas lights, she just gave him the blue hat. Which Mm -hmm. we now have to watch for the rest of the series and determine, is that the blue hat? Is he wearing the blue hat? (laughs) Well, I also thought that it was like, like, if you're watching a Netflix show now,
2: right, that's only 13 episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. This next episode would be one day hookup, right? yeah. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's the natural progression of things. So why did it take so long? I'm not going to be over this. Well, until I mean, it happens. at this point,
0: isn't she still technically dating Max? I mean, we haven't seen him in like oh. forever. Yeah, <laughs> like
2: Max is still there though. <laughs> Max, Max left my mind.
0: Yeah, no, I. Yeah. He, they still haven't had their heated pushing the desks yeah. apart coffee table nonsense no daisies
2: we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about it but, yeah
0: no it's easy to forget about when you don't see him for what like no he's three episodes four Been a, couple yeah. episodes. Been a couple episodes
2: yeah they watched the procession together and uh it's very cute
1: yeah it is she makes him turn the lights off yeah. which is something i would totally do like no turn the lights off so i can see the pretty lights mm-hmm. better
0: oh yeah <laughs> And they just they stand right next to each other nice and close and look out the window and I just like honestly in a Netflix miniseries, right? That would be the moment where they like turn to each other and they they kiss. They just have like one chaste mm-hmm. romantic little kiss and they look back out at the lights and it's like a oh, the start of something new. Yeah. You you start Alas. the next episode with them
2: <laughs> naked in bed. But no. Nope. 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 That's like six more seasons away. after okay, like five. <laughs> it's so long.
1: But that was uh forgiveness and stuff. Yeah. Uh, heavy episode, man. Was anybody truly forgiven in this episode <laughs> or was it just we'll deal with it later? It's crisis brings us together. Okay, so townsperson of the week,
2: uh, Emily. You're going to hate me.
0: Uh, I think That's so fine. too. <laughs> it's Luke. It's got to be Luke. Like he drove her out there, he stopped everything. He, he was queasy as hell, and he an, stayed. Yeah, he comped an entire restaurant full of people.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Wait, <laughs> I'm who
1: was who was yours? I would probably go with Rory for this one. Okay. yeah, Cause She's just a 16-year-old in a tough situation that she's never been in before, and I will say she handles it very yeah. well. Like, she's obviously freaked out, but she goes to the, um, what can I do to help instead of- breaking down and
0: so yeah.
1: that would have been my choice but
0: <laughs> and i do love rory sitting and reading him the the newspaper oh, yeah, that was sweet um, yeah just like a nice touch of like normalcy and calm and she's just kind of there existing and everybody else gets to be like okay it's okay we're okay but yeah i think we've got yeah. to give it to luke like the man really stepped up he yeah i love and luke he got the blue hat
2: <laughs> got the blue hat so, unfortunately for Emily, but fortunately for Luke, Luke wins his first townsperson of the week.
0: He'd um, hate that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he would hate Luke it. he would hate being townsperson of
2: the week.
1: <laughs> Throw it back in our face. You take this. So,
2: reference of the week, I kind of mentioned before, is Charo. Um, and Charo's real name is Maria Rosario Pilar Martinez Molina Beza. Which is a hell of a name. Poor Charo. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's a, she's from Spain. And she's an actress, a singer, a comedian, and a flamenco guitarist. Which
1: is something that I can only dream of being. What, Let's be what real. Is a, I know what a flamenco dancer is. What is a flamenco guitarist? I a flamenco
2: la- guitarist oh. <laughs> is a guitar similar to a classic guitar. But with thinner tops and less internal bracing. So I hope you understand Ooh. that.
0: So it would be a little bit I'm more hollow. Because I know that I took some yeah. very uh, light flamenco or flamenco dancing lessons when I was a kid. Um, and there's like a lot of strumming and like hitting the guitar and like using it percussively. So I bet mm-hmm. that it's got like a really good, like mm-hmm. hollow, like reverberation.
2: Uh, so Chara has been playing guitar since she was nine years old. Dang. Yeah. Um, And she's also been a guest star in The Love Boat, Fantasy Island, all those shows from like the 70s, 60s, to 70s. Uh, She is known for her accent. Yeah. And she has a catchphrase, coochie, coochie, which is, again, a hell of a catchphrase. (laughs) Kind of obsessed with it. But what she says is, around the world, I am known as a great musician. But in America, I am known as the Coochie Coochie Girl. But that's okay. Because Coochie Coochie has taken me all the way to the bank. And you know what? Good for you, girl.
0: Yeah. Get it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this this woman is like a triple, quadruple threat. You know, she's yeah incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. People know her across the world. Um, And I think that there's... No one knows
2: when she was born. Ooh. Like, it's like, there's been... um. Arguments about her year of birth.
0: Yeah. Honestly, for it. (laughs) I just, I think that there is, there is something really powerful in like claiming something, right? Like claiming being the coochie coochie girl. She says, this is my thing. I'm going to make that money off it, you know? Because she also recognizes Mm -hmm. that she is incredibly talented and get it, Charo. I know that my grandmother definitely said the coochie coochie thing a couple of times like oh charo i was like okay (laughs) grandma um everybody knows charo so she was also a singer she had a couple albums out
2: coochie coochie ole ole bailando con charo guitar passion gusto and charo and guitar so she's had albums she's done movies oh my gosh she's been in everything she's been in sharknado
0: (laughs) When you oh. look at her television, uh, like, list on Wikipedia. There's so many. Oh my gosh, but like, I, all of these. She was on the Danny Kaye show, balls. the Ed Sullivan show, the Carol Burnett show, the Merv Griffin show. Like, she was on the Cher show. <laughs> all of these incredible <laughs> shows from the 60s and 70s. And she was, she was larger than life. She's this incredible character. Especially for being as big and as famous
1: and as well liked as she was too, just because in that time period, um, just women at that point I feel like still had kind of a a um stay at home mom type role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she didn't not. She she did what she wanted to do. You
0: guys hold everything. And I dig it. Charo appeared in The Sweet Life on Deck in twenty ten. Oh well she's a star then. She's a Disney Channel original star. <laughs> she's a Disney star. That's how you know you've made it. You have one name. <laughs> yeah. So for a woman who is as accomplished as this, it is disappointing that yeah. she was it is made into a one-liner joke about not being able to be understood. Yeah. So justice for Charo. Mm-hmm. Sounds like girl doesn't need justice. Sounds like girl has got her stuff going, but we support Charo. It really yeah. does.
1: Like if you can understand Michelle Right. That's a thick
0: accent, too. Right.
1: And that's also a fake accent. It is. Which
2: one day we'll talk about. But right now, <laughs> we are going to go into...
0: Reading books with Emily.
1: Okay, so this week's books, we only had one book mentioned in this episode. And that is the lovely Christmas present that Rory has bought for Dean, the Metamorphosis... A novella written by Franz Kafka. First published in 1950, it is uh it is the story of a salesman, Gregor Samsa, mm-hmm. who wakes one morning to find himself inexplicably transformed into a huge insect and his subsequent struggles to adjust to his new condition.
0: It's a doozy. So that's the basis of the whole book. Yeah, this was a I had to read this for high school. Um It was somewhat traumatizing. Yikes. What a weird concept. I believe it. And it's,
1: it's been examined quite a bit too. There have been quite a few different people from different backgrounds who have tried to interpret this book. Or I guess get their, get a message out of this book um. So in 1989, Nina Pelican-Strauss wrote a feminist interpretation, bringing to the forefront the transformation of the main character, his sister Greta, and foregrounding the family and particularly his younger sister's transformation in the story. It also tends to entail the use of a religious or psychological interpretation by most people, uh, but there's also been sociological aspects. There have been a lot of... A lot of deep dives into this book to try to figure out what the hell. Literally, just what the hell. <laughs> yeah.
2: I didn't have to read this book. I got the choice of either this book or Crime and Punishment, and
0: I chose Crime and Punishment. So. Gosh, I wish I had a choice. Yeah. I think that uh, <laughs> the 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 part of the book that sticks out the most to me, in my mind, and makes it not a fun book to give to a lover... Is the death of Gregor. <laughs> and Emily, I don't know if you were co- going to cover the plot at all, but um, I'm pretty sure. And it's been a while, admittedly. I've been out of high school for 10 years. This literally 10 years today I graduated from high school. Um, Happy graduation anniversary. you. <laughs> Love to go back to my high school book traumas. I am pretty sure that the, the thing that kills Gregor is a piece of fruit that is thrown at him by terrified people uh that does harm and rot and kill him and that was just like a really cool way to end a book that i was reading for high school and i know like you said emily a lot of people have looked into this book a lot of people have given um a lot of thought to it and what it all means as a high schooler approximately the same age right as dean who would be receiving this book it was just about a creepy guy Who turned into a bug and his family hated him because he turned into a giant bug? What is that message that Rory is trying to get? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe Rory wants him to be a bug. I want you to turn into a big, nasty bug. Maybe she
1: knows what he's going to turn into.
0: (gasps) Oh my gosh. She's saying, You are transforming. You were going through a metamorphosis. Right now, you're a salesman and you're going to turn into a nasty bug. That's exactly it. Maybe
2: that was just the way ASP wanted to tell the audience that. uh, Don't get (laughs) attached. (laughs) He is
0: transforming. Honestly, this is kind of the start of the okay. metamorphosis for Dean. If we want to get really deep with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say this little group of episodes right here, the last episode, well, from the dance and on, really, is when you, for me, I really start to see the downfall of Dean. Yeah. yeah. I just, I feel like I like him a little less each episode. There's just something that tweaks me the And we're way.
0: starting to see, like, the possessiveness or like the um, not taking no for an answer mm-hmm. uh, intensity intensity yeah yeah, intensity yeah very intense for especially for our first relationship um, for Rory's first relationship period obviously Dean has experience with Beth the ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. yeah so maybe this is not so much a, a gift for Dean maybe this is ASP giving us a gift and saying eh, watch out for this boy <laughs> <laughs> most likely but that's
1: all we have for this episode of books. After that, we have fashion.
0: Welcome to Jess's Fashion Corner. Fashion in this episode <laughs> is a mix. We get some- Thankfully, nobody
1: is dressed up as yes, a bug. Yes,
0: my gosh. Thank you. So there are some kind of fun holiday uh, items that we see in this, in this episode, and uh, I don't know if anybody took a good look at Rory in the first scene where they're prepping for the play, but Rory's got, like, double Christmas wear on. It's kind of hidden. She's got a little reindeer graphic t-shirt, and then what I thought was a just basic red hoodie. Also, I think has, like, little reindeers embroidered down at the bottom.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: She's very festive. And we see Lorelai in a (laughs) brown bedazzled crown sweater. Just another example of Lorelai liking bedazzled, bejeweled things. I'm kind of grateful that that particular trend has not come back with the 90s, 2000s resurgence. I'm worried that I've said it and now I've accidentally spoken into existence. Um, if anybody sees anything yes. bedazzled out in the world, don't tell me. I want to remain ignorant. Um, we see the shearling jacket again with Lorelai wearing her like blue Corduroy kind of one. And Rory. Yes, we do see Rory um, in a long brown cardigan coat with a shearling collar and she's got some big old bootleg jeans. Um but I was distracted from Rory's shearling by Lane's sweater. Uh Lane's sweater has a creature on it. I could not, I paused and I looked at this for a long time. I could not tell. If it is a llama, if it is a dog, if it is a goat, there is some kind of four-legged creature (laughs) that is on Lane's sweater. And I think it's supposed to be a holiday thing. Can't tell. Maybe one of my co-hosts will see it and will know. (laughs) Okay,
1: I am convinced it's a reindeer. But it doesn't have
0: antlers. Like, it just... It looked like it did. It just got, like, little ears. I was very confused. Um... I just couldn't figure out what it was, and so I just it's, kept looking. It's a reindeer. Is it a reindeer? With shrimpy little antlers? I I see antlers. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to put a picture <laughs> up. I swear, I looked Christmas. at it, and I, it looked like it was a Christmas goat or something terrible. I prefer that.
1: It is the Christmas goat.
0: <laughs> but then I was thinking, would Miss <laughs> Kim allow her to wear something with a goat? That seems kind of satanic. Who knows? See, that could be a dragon. <laughs> It could be anything. It could be anything. <laughs> uh, please write in, tell us what is on Layne's sweater. I'll put a picture up on Instagram. We can all guess. Um, <laughs> That's a deer. I no, it literally looks like it looks like <laughs> it looks like the dragon from Mulan.
2: It could also be a llama. You're totally right.
0: <laughs> or a very sick dog. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
1: In context, <laughs> in context,
0: we're gonna Continue. pretend that it's <laughs> we're gonna pretend that it's a reindeer, I guess. Um, and Lane is also rocking some leopard print earmuffs, which I thought were super fun—kind of the stuff that I feel like we would see hidden away in Lane's closet. I'm curious about what her mom would think of those. If those are Mrs. Kim approved, or if those are like secret earmuffs that she has to smuggle out of the house. Sexy earmuffs? They're sexy earmuffs. I love the idea of secret earmuffs. (laughs) Uh, When we do see Emily on the phone during her phone call with uh, Lorelai, we see kind of a more casual Emily. She's got a button up and a cardigan on. Um, She's kind of walking around the house looking at things. So I assume this is what she wears when it's not a nice Friday night dinner that she's dressed up for, because we really haven't seen Emily outside of that, except for maybe the golf episode, but she was kind of dressed for golf we see a very cozy blue coat on Lorelai in her color at this point anything you see that's baby blue we know Lorelai is gonna wear it it's gonna bring out her eyes and she's gonna look stunning and that's kind of the extent of our fashion in this episode uh we have Rory's dress which is kind of the big one that I wanted to point out she has this very pretty it looks almost like a crushed velvet something with a sheen long like three-quarter sleeve floral dress that she wears to the Christmas dinner it's very pretty it fits her very well it is extremely 90s I really like that dress I think that was Mm -hmm. probably the best dressed of the episode for me just because it was really the only big outfit that we saw Lauren Lorelai spends most of the episode in a green bowling t-shirt or long-sleeve t-shirt yeah Luke wears essentially a combination of all the things we've already seen him wear. He's got his flannel, his puffy, um, he's got a long sleeve underneath. Yeah, uh, Emily rocks kind of a a red and black two-piece set for dinner. Not, I'm not a fan. Yeah, with the big collar, the furry collar. Um, it felt very old to me. It felt very much like dinner yeah. hostess. Uh, kind of a step away from the younger, more fashionable Emily we've been seeing in recent episodes. Um, I don't think there's anything I personally want to steal from the episode. I love the dress on Rory, but it would not look that way on me. I also just don't love that style of dress. What about you? Did either of you guys have something that you really, really loved from this episode? I felt like the, the focus of the hospital and everything was so big that it was kind of hard to look at the fashion.
2: Hmm. Um... I liked Luke's plaid shirt. Yeah. Because I like plaid shirts. Always looking good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what? I liked Lorelai's blue puffy jacket. I just think that it's like, it's so uh, calm. Yeah. Versus everything else she wears. Right? It's so simple. And I just, mm-hmm. I just liked it. Yeah. But no,
1: nothing that I would want to steal. Um, I'm with Jess really that. Rory's dress at for the dinner was really the only thing that really stuck out to me. I will say, at first look, it almost looks like it's more of a fall because mm-hmm. I feel like the colors. I know it's red and floral and could very easily be a Christmas dress, but I feel like I have to really look at it to see the Christmas. Yeah. My initial thought is, this is a fall dress. It has fall colors, but it was still a
0: still a pretty dress. It looks fantastic on Alexis mm-hmm. on Rory. Yeah, and I would say yeah, that's about it. I don't have a worst dressed of the episode. Um, I mean, <laughs> questionable sweater of Lane's, but it's definitely not a bad sweater. Uh, yeah, it was just, It was a heavy episode, and in heavier episodes, it's harder for me to be like, oh, so-and-so was dressed poorly. It's like, no, somebody almost died in this episode. Yeah. You know, we have bigger fish to fry.
2: So. You know what I don't want to see again? Hmm. Richard in a hospital
0: gown. Yes. There is something about – Yeah, uh, I know we've already talked this to death, but there is something about seeing – um, especially like a, a older man in your life in a hospital gown that makes them seem so small. And it just, it's upsetting. Well, and you, I don't know how often you ever
1: see Richard's arms.
0: Yeah. He is really always
1: yeah. wearing long sleeves. So to actually see his arms exposed and stuff like that is even hinting to him being, I feel like even more vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A very vulnerable look. Ooh, I have a best dress. Michelle looking fine in his suit as always.
0: That man is like (laughs) pressed and ready to go at a moment's notice. I love it. Even though he's being a total jerk to that poor employee, he looks great. Trolling is a troll. Yep. (laughs) All right. And we have gotten. Uh, a major influx of messages and comments in the past few weeks, which we are so excited about. Um, off podcast, we had our own little celebration when we reached over 1,000 listens on our podcast. Um, yeah. We are so, so Yay. grateful. It's hard because uh, we record these fairly far in advance, so the things you hear us talking about have happened in the past. Um, But yeah, we've gotten a ton of... Feedback recently, and one of the things that we're super excited about is we got another five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for that. We just want to say that's a really great way, if you guys want to support us, Uh, having those positive ratings really help get eyes on our podcast, and we love it. I know we've also got some great Reddit comments and emails, so what do you guys have?
2: Yeah, um, with Reddit, there's a special thanks to Sloth Woman. Orby the Great, Fancy Schmancy Pansy, Science Witch, and 777 Kiki uh, for the Reddit comments slash posts. We got a post, guys. Someone uh, memed us. We love it. We want to be
1: memes. (gasps) I want
2: to be your friend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like that. So I think I saw that post on my birthday, um, and I was like... If this wasn't my birthday, this would have made like my entire week. Oh,
2: absolutely! Was
1: by having that, on absolutely there, made. So. And
2: uh, we also, you know, I posted up a little thing about the bed and Maury, and we got so many comments on there. And just thank you to everyone on Reddit who's reached out.
1: Yeah. So then uh, we also have an email. Uh, the one I'm going to read is from Kristen. She sent us. Um, she sent us an email just kind of about her and how much she loved Gilmore Girls. So. In it, she said, I watched Gilmore Girls with my mom when it was airing live on TV, but believe it or not, I didn't have many friends who watched. I have years of conversation pent up inside. Listening to your podcast, I feel like I found friends and I'm dying to converse with fellow fans. I can't remember who, but whoever referred to Emily as the Eye of Sauron, I lost it and I knew I had to reach out. (laughs) This show has had a profound influence on me as it clearly had on the three of you. So, Kristen, thank you so much. Um, I know I personally emailed you back because we might be the same person (laughs) born in different states. (laughs) But thank you so, so much for the email. We absolutely loved it. It was beautiful. Um, And, yes, we will for sure want to talk to our fans. Yeah, and we really cannot
0: stress enough how much we love and how much it is important to us that you guys are reaching out to other fans Um, especially just seeing us pop up in, you know, non-town meeting related Reddits. Like, it's just great to see you guys spreading the word because, you know, we don't advertise. Word of mouth is really the way that we get out. And we are so grateful for you guys. We would not be here without you guys. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. We love it.
2: Yeah. Agreed. So coffee, guys. We had one cup of coffee from Rory Mm -hmm. when she's with Lane. And two cups of coffee from Lorelei, one with Luke at the diner, and then one with Luke that Luke stole from the nurse's station. So a uh, coffee light. I'm thinking I think I said this before, but I'm thinking they've lessened the coffee intake mm-hmm. now. Where we're getting into realistic days of coffee, not
0: nine cups of coffee. Yeah, so but it's still interesting to keep note of. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, I know in season four, we get, like, coffee card drama, and maybe that's when, like, coffee picks up again.
2: Maybe. We'll see.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. I bet it will, because
0: I feel like they add the
1: coffee cards into Rory's, like, daily... Yeah? Her daily steps as to coffee cards. We'll, I bet we'll see a lot more coffee from Rory then.
0: Only three but more seasons. Could be totally wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there someday. Uh, but otherwise, that
2: was forgiveness and stuff, and heavy episode, guys, but really, really beautiful and poignant moments.
1: Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. If anybody else agrees with my slight dislike of Luke today, (laughs) feel free to let me know I'm not alone. If not, I love Luke as a character overall. This was just one moment, but thank you guys again so much for listening. We love it. We love doing this. And
0: as always, we will
1: see you in the next one.
2: Hey everyone, connect with us on social media. We are on Twitter and on Instagram at townmeetingpod, that is P-O-D at the end, or you can email us at townmeetingpod at gmail.com. Please feel free to message us, even if it's a small listing. We love getting all of your responses, and truly thank you for all the support and love you've given us so far.